Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello there and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode 621 and we want to talk about time and this is another one of those big monsters in the Master Your Monster series. In Mastering the Time Monster, we have a lot of myths to start with because the I'm, I Have No Time Monster is insidious. The we all have a full calendar. So we're committed here to helping you create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. And that's what I talk about all the time. And I was listening to a, a podcast or a YouTube video, actually, the other day. And it was talking, I, can't, I don't know which of the motivational speakers it was, but it was really good. And they were talking about every person who comes to earth has a gift. God gave us all gifts. Now, I know that. You know that. We've all felt it. We've heard it. Sometimes we treat it like it's some mythological nonsense. And other times we really feel into it. And inside of us, we know it's true. We might ignore it. We might pretend we don't know what it is. Or we might actually not know yet. Or we might have a sense. Or we might have thought we found it and then failed and whatever. And sometimes people spend a long time. I've talked to, I don't know how many people that have said, I just don't have clarity I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And let's think about it from the point of view of the giver of the gift. The giver of the gift is our creator. And we were somewhere before. We all have a sense that we came from somewhere. We even have memories. Sometimes we call it deja vu. Some people talk about living other mortal lives, reincarnation. But whatever you want to call it, we know we were somewhere. And we remember things sometimes, sometimes vaguely and sometimes pretty clearly. When my wife Joy and I were miraculously brought together in 2007, now going on 15 years ago, it was a miracle. It was an absolute miracle. And if you want to read about that, that's in the book Tightrope of Depression, My Journey from Darkness, Despair, and Death to Light, Love, and Life. When that happened, both of us knew to the core of every cell in our bodies that we had known each other before and we had made an agreement with each other. We knew that. And I know it today, 15 years later. I know it like I breathe or like the sun shines in Phoenix. I always used to say because I lived in Phoenix for, oh, eight plus six, 13, 21 years. 21 or 22 summers in ridiculous heat. Maybe it baked my brains, I don't know, but anyway, So we knew that. We all know those things. And so we all have gifts. And what this YouTube video said was, your gift is the thing that you do very best with the least effort. And I don't know if that's a perfect description or not, but we all know there are things that we enjoy doing, we do really well, and that are valuable. People come to us, they talk to us, they 
we're often complimented or acknowledged for these contributions, gifts, ideas, wisdom, thoughts, capabilities. And we brush it off and think, yeah, whatever. And I hear people say all the time, oh, I, you know, that's so easy for me. I don't know how to turn that into a business. That's all story. That's nonsense. You can turn anything you want into a business as long as people are buying that thing. Whatever you do that people ask for help with, if people would pay for that thing, you can turn it into a business. And there's almost nothing that you can do that's of any substance that people won't pay for in the right context. Anyway, the interesting thing about that statement was you do the easiest, the thing you do really well with the least effort. That means that you do it fastest, best and fastest. Like a person who solves jigsaw puzzles really well or a person who does mathematics or numbers really well. I've been cursed or blessed with the skill of moving numbers around in my head. Now, not like someone that can tell you that, you know, October 31st in 3096 is going to be a Wednesday. I can't do that. But I can do lots of stuff with numbers in my head, and I have some musical inclinations. I've owned a recording studio, play, sing, all that stuff. And you have gifts, too. So the reason that plays, the thing you do best with the least effort, into the time monster is because <clears throat> a lot of times people say, I don't have time to figure out what my gift is. I have too many obligations. I'm too busy paying bills, blah, 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 blah. Well, what if you really understood that the thing you do best with the least effort will make you more money in less time than anything you're doing today? I want you to think about that. The thing that will make you that will make you money, that will make you the happiest, that will serve the most people, and you'll have the most fun doing, is that gift. I, now think about that. If you knew that you could make a living, make people happy, and feel really good, that's worth anything to find and to cultivate. That, because from that time on, your life is joy, it's prosperous, and you get a kick out of every day. So the idea that you don't have time to do that is nonsense. You haven't chosen, you don't really believe. A lot of people, I don't really have a gift. You know, they have a story about that, and so they don't really want to spend time looking for it. All right, so let's go back to the fundamental question, I have no time. Here are a couple of really key Im important principles. Number one, what is time? Well, time is the substance of life. It really is. Now, we measure time in clocks, and I have a, you know, a little timer running so I know how long this episode is. So, you know, and, and, and I, we use clocks for appointments, and uh, depending on where you work, you might punch a clock going to work, you know, click, time in, time out, so you get paid. <clears throat> we measure time. But time, tick, 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 is the substance of life. Without time, there is no life. Right? Instantaneous life. Zero minutes, zero seconds. So time is way more than seconds, minutes, hours, and moments, which I define as 8.64 seconds. And if you've listened to some other lessons, you know that. Anyway, it is the very substance from which your memories, your joy, your happiness, your money, your prosperity, and everything is constructed. That makes it the most precious thing there is imaginable. Now, why it feels scarce 
is because it is impervious to entreaty. I can't beg time to slow down. My perception might be that it slows down, speeds up sometimes. But, you know, time ticks. Seconds are measured. They used to be a division of the orbit around the sun, and now they're measured by the number of cycles of the decay of a cesium-137 atom in the atomic clock in somewhere, Colorado somewhere, I think. But anyway, that's time is literally the most precious thing because it is the very substance of your life. So here's how you solve the I have no time monster. Number one is understand you have all the time there is. Now, I don't know when I'm going to live and die. I didn't control when I was born, and I'm not going to control when I die unless I do something to myself, which I have tried before, but that's no longer part of my depression, sadness, or agenda. You have all the time there is. No one has any more than you. No one can get any more than you. Each day you have the same minutes and hours I do, or anyone does. When you understand that fully, then you go on to the next piece, which is you own your time. Now you might argue with that and say, I don't own it either. It's all obligated. I work two jobs. I have kids or others that I'm taking care of. <clears throat> Every obligation you have, you agreed to. And you continue to agree to it. Now, your choice is really simple. You can agree to it. You can quit agreeing to it and just stop doing it. <clears throat> That's an option. Now, you may not want to, and you may feel like it's wrong or bad or someone will get after you or whatever. That's fine, but you still have that option. The second thing is <clears throat> how you choose to do things. The attitude that you bring to everything, whether it's you're working your first or second job, taking care of whoever you're taking care of, the attitude you bring uh, creates the experience with that thing. If I hate the work that I do, if I hate taking care of it, if I hate mowing the lawn, if I hate shoveling the snow, then it seems like a long time and it's a negative experience. If on the other hand, I make a choice to enjoy the obligations that I've incurred, then my relationship with those obligations change and I enjoy them. And then my time doesn't feel wasted, it doesn't feel sad, and so forth. So that's the first, first two things. Three things. Time is a substance of life. You have all the time there is, and you own every second of your life. And it, when you live into that truth, you can start having fun with your life right this second. Now, if you look, and the next step now for managing the time monsters, track your time for two weeks. There's 168 hours in a week. Mark down with 15-minute increments what you've done with that week for two weeks. Not, you know, not every minute, but 168 hours cut up into 15-minute segments. When I have people do that, almost invariably, even when they count sleep and shower time and food and all the rest, they uh, can't find 30, 20, or 30 hours. Like, they can only add it up to 138 or 130 or 140 and they're missing 20 or 30 hours. And it's not that it, you didn't have it, you did, but we're not conscious of how we use it. And so this is not a, a, an indictment, but it's a really important exercise to keep track of your time for two weeks. And if you can't find it the first week, then do it again and again until you can tell where your 168 hours went. Now, there's nothing wrong with where they went, but you need to know where that is. And when you can sit down and say, there's what I'm using my time for, 
then you can decide. So that's the first step in finding time. The next step is to look at where it's going and decide if you're happy. This is where I want my time to be spent or not. And then, and only then, do you have the ability to prioritize, to say, you know what, I see last week, last two weeks I spent, you know, three hours doing this, 10 hours doing that. I'm not doing that anymore. I don't want to use my time, because I own it, to do that thing. Now, that may mean you stop doing some time wasters. I don't know if you spend any time on social media or watching the news or do a lot of binge watching on TV. You may or you may not. But whatever you spend your time doing, you get to choose. And there may be some things that you're spending time on right now that you say, well, I have to do that. And then the question is, do you? What would happen if you didn't do that? Or is there a way to do it better or faster? That includes earning money. There are always new opportunities. And when you go back to the things you do well and you do quickly, this is an opportunity to earn more money faster. So if you are working 60 or 70 or 80 hours a week in order to make ends meet and and get done what you think you need to get done, I can promise you if you take that apart and look for better ways to make money, satisfy your obligations, you can find them. I've never worked with a person where we couldn't find at least 10 and usually 20 hours in a week that they can choose to do something else with. So that is a truth, and you can't discover it till you track your time. So get the attitude that you own your time. It's all yours. You have all the time there is. Track your time really carefully for a couple of weeks and see if you want to make some explicit trades. And the explicit trades might be things you want to quit doing. It might be changing how you do things. And certainly the most important thing for me was to change how I felt about the things I chose to do. Some people, uh, relationship, you've heard this, they get married, they're married for a while, and they say, oh, you know, i got to do this, my wife, my husband, my partner. You know, they've never really got to satisfy, you know, the old lady, the old man. They've chosen no longer to cherish that relationship that once they probably fought so hard for. That all happened up here or in here. There is an opportunity. Either rekindle, revitalize, revamp your choice. Reaffirm your choice. So if you're spending time taking care of kids, oh, it's a drag, I hate it, I got to take them to school, this and that. Well, then quit doing it. Or reaffirm your commitment to the children you chose to care for or the partner you chose to have and choose to love it and lean into it. So having a clear record for a few weeks of what you really do with all your time, then you can make choices about how to change it. You can make choices about efficiencies. You can make a choice about how to get more money in less time. You can make choices about how to use the skill that you have, create ways for people to pay for. And I have a class called Tell Your Story, Make an Impact. And the purpose of that is exactly to help people learn to make money with their life experience and stories. We all have them. We all know people would be benefited with the right circumstance and opportunity. And we hear a lot of that stuff online about how to do it. But there's not very many people that actually show you how, which is what Tell Your Story, Make an Impact's about. The last piece I want to cover is always choose 
to serve with your time. Now, your time may be packed with kids and family and other service already. If you change your attitude to one of absolute love and leaning into that service, it will bring joy to your life. We are built as humans, as divine creations, to love and serve each other. When I stopped resenting things I had to do and chose to start loving them and doing them on purpose and the best I could, my whole feeling about the day changed, my life changed, and all of a sudden, more time seemed to appear because I was in a happier state. When you're grumpy, you're not creative, you miss opportunities, and you see things in a negative light. Kind of like wearing blinders. I can promise you, the monster of I have no time can be eliminated. You can take control and live every day in joy and fun. I promise you, as you listen to this a couple of times, take some notes, go through your schedule and calendar, and quit pretending it doesn't apply to you. You'll be able to create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is your ultimate life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet.